0: Hello, welcome to The Limelight, a Castos Originals production. I'm your host, Craig Hewitt. Here each episode, we're chatting with podcasters who are doing interesting and innovative things with their shows in an effort to help us level up our podcasting game and improve our craft. Our goal with this podcast is to have it be one of the resources you go to to find out what's working and maybe even what's not in podcasting today to help you make a better show. And now, on with the podcast
1: yeah i think we're at three hundred fifty-four, fifty-five, somewhere in there right now so <laughs> it's a lot it's been it's you know it, it for a while the when we thought COVID was going to be that two, three week thing, we started doing um, like five a week because we, kind of, we were talking to people every week about what was going on and then after about a month of that, we realized, oh, this isn't going to be a three week thing and we went back to the weekly schedule. So that was a little bit but there was a, a big, uh, big push back in early 2020 then that we ended up having a whole lot more episodes. So that was part of it.
0: Yeah. At this point, you're doing week weekly we're doing something? weekly yeah yeah yeah
1: gotcha throwing in an extra one every now and then but mostly just weekly yeah well
0: yeah. neat neat cool i mean i think we'll get started in just a minute i just want to share like in this show like um so, so first of all like i'm the founder of Castos. we're a podcast hosting platform like a or a blueberry that you might use and and the goal of this show really is to well one like it's it's awesome for me to talk to podcasters. So I've been doing this a a while, like we have 280 episodes of my podcast. So not, not quite as many, but it's been doing it a long time. And then like, it's really healthy for me to stay like chatting with podcasters about what they're doing uh, and, and to keep learning. Cause like you, you, you do something for a while and you think, you know, and you don't, (laughs) so so. very true, very, very true. First of all, it's like, just love talking to folks and, and see like what, what they're doing and what's working and what's not and then like we record this and it's helpful for everyone else but but really it's just like a, an educational experience <laughs>
1: it's one of the things that tim tim my co-host and me talk about right is like uh we we just being able to to do this and to talk to the people that we get to talk to it's like uh, nobel laureates wouldn't just uh, pick up the phone and say hey sure i'll spend an hour with you just talking unless we had a podcast you know which, and which they do and that's just it's an it's an amazing opportunity to just talk and learn and i just love that part so yeah Nate,
0: let's dive into that. Like, h- how do you approach guests, right? Because it's you and a co-host plus a guest. Like, that that's a lot of logistics. A lot of folks have one <laughs> or the other. Do, do you find, and you've done so many episodes, like, do you find all of the logistics difficult or, or do y'all have a system down for it now?
1: And the logistics are always uh, never easy for the most part. There's always scheduling difficulties. We try to do you know, our recording on Friday mornings, we try to get into a routine and and have that going. And so we schedule those in advance. But uh, there are always the the outliers. There's always the changing in schedules. There's always the confusion. So there's always something that goes on that you just have to remain flexible and you have to be able to uh, accommodate different, you know, again, Interviewing people around the globe, we're talking to somebody next week um, from Brisbane, Australia. So we're all right. So how are we going to do the time schedules? All right. So <laughs> he's, he's getting a up day, early. He's a day ahead. <laughs> so so all of those factors that come into play. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah. I, I don't think that we have a great, uh, you know wonderful process for it. I think it's probably the process that most people do. It's kind of a back and forth. And, you know, we have a scheduling email system that we, we, you know, send people to, but sometimes we got to work outside of that too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How about like, you mentioned like Nobel laureates and and like high profile people. I mean, I knew some of the people on your site and I'm not like in that space, but like, how does the pitch go? Like, Hey, do you want to come on our podcast and talk about this thing? Like, do you have a couple of topics that you pitch to them or, or like what, because I think that's something that folks struggle with is like, Hey, I want to have this person
1: on. How does that look like? Yeah, we have a different approach depending on people. So we we're approached a lot ourselves, but obviously there's people that we want to go after and to try to get on the show that we think are going to be really good, get really good guests. Most of the time, again, we're, we're talking with you know, behavioral scientists, researchers, you know, Nobel laureates, as you said, we've gotten a couple of those uh, high profile people that have, you know, best selling books and various different things in the topic areas that we want. So when we do this, we always, we, we try to bring some of the behavioral science that we, we talk about on the show into that. So, you know, when we, craft an email, different pieces. Obviously, like everybody, uh, if we have a warm introduction, that's much better than a cold kind of calling. So if there's anybody that knows, we often ask our guests, hey, who do you think would be a good guest? And oftentimes, they'll lead us down a really nice path. And that's always a much easier sell um, to get people back on, particularly if they do the introduction and talk about how much fun they had with us in various different pieces. But two, one of the things is, as you, sa- you mentioned, we, we don't necessarily pitch a topic unless we know they have a book or something coming up most of the time the really top tier ones you know aren't necessarily that but we will talk about their research so we'll talk about how we have been fans of you know their research and maybe bring in some very specific elements around that to say hey this paper from you know 2006 really inspired us to think about things in a different way we'd love to talk to you about that or anything else and then the other part that we do is we do social proof and we talk about the we make mentioned, all right, we've won awards, we mentioned that, you know, it's a casual, fun thing, but we also get into, and we've had these other guests on the show. And as you said, like you hopefully recognize some people and you're not in the space, people who are in the space will definitely recognize those names. And so, oh, that will be a, a good piece on this. Um, so that's, that's the process that we use. And again, we, we you alter that based upon personalities. And if we know something about them, So that's that's what we do. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure
0: it's changed a lot in the kind of years since you've been doing it, right? Do you find it easier to get people on now that you have like a a good following and kind of name in the space? Yeah. An anecdote, like I've been podcasting for seven years, but this is a brand new show. This is the ninth episode we've recorded. uh, And it's really hard to get someone on a podcast that hasn't even launched yet. Like we just launched it last week um, as we're recording this. It's super hard, even though we have like a decent name in the space and everything. Um, So like, yeah, it... I'll say it gets easier for everybody. Yeah, it, it,
1: it is. It's a lot easier. People are searching you out. You're getting requests. Your name is known. So even if you do, hopefully you there's some brand recognition within that. The thing that has amazed me, though, and that we learned relatively early on And I don't think this is unique to the space that we're in. I think this is just a general human thing is that, you know, just ask. Um, Ask politely, ask nicely. But it is amazing how um, people... Uh, respond to that there's the you know we got people that there was no reason they would have ever come on they should have ever come on our podcast when we had 20 episodes and you know a following of a couple hundred and they're they're like sure that sounds great we'll, we'll come on and it's just you, you go what wait i wasn't expecting that i was thinking you were <laughs> really? gonna say no all right now we actually have to do some work um but yeah those are fun
0: Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned like the subject matter that y'all, uh, that you podcast on, it's a lot about like kind of behaviors, like behavioral psychology. Do you find the subject matter difficult to speak on in a podcast, like audio only format where people can't see you and they might not like know you. I mean, after three and 50 episodes, you've you've probably gotten good at it, but like, what's that dynamic like?
1: No. So, you know, it's a long format um, style. And so one of the things that I think plays out really well is that both Tim, my co-host, and myself, really just, we are... Uh, constantly just wanting to learn. And so like you, you talked earlier, like, you know, the the ability to talk to these people to learn from them. And so we're just having conversations and those conversations, you know, sometimes are directed by, hey, this is a specific topic or book that you're, you're, you know, we want to talk about. But even then, it's just this idea of tell me more about that. I, help me understand what, what, why you did this or what this implies or what this means. And I think that, that energy of having that curiosity. I think is a really big piece of this. And I think that translates. And so from a scientific perspective, you know, we're talking about, you know, human biases and heuristics and, you know, some of the neurobiology sometimes. And yeah, would it be great to have some diagrams and different pieces when you get some of the technical aspects? Uh, That's fantastic. But um, I don't think it's necessary. And I think one of the other things that we did, and we started this actually right away, kind of by happenstance. is. We do our long format interview, usually 45 minutes to an hour, um, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. Uh, But then we in post production tim and i do what we call a grooving session where we then take what we heard and so we publish the the long format in its entirety uh and then we go and we groove on it basically it's behavioral groove so we're grooving on what we learned and so if it gets really technical in the conversation in the grooving session we'll try to break that down into more common language and implications and if we we often talk to people who are maybe Less on the research side and on application side, or, or as we call accidental behavioral scientists sometimes. And so then we'll bring in the science part on the back end. And so it's kind of a nice way to uh, measure that out so that if it is highly technical in some of the nature of what people are talking about, we can break that down at the back end or vice versa
0: yeah yeah do you release those as as like two separate episodes or
1: the same episode just different segments same episode so there was so i will take a caveat on that 354 episodes because there was a period (laughs) a little there was a period in there where we 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 thought oh maybe we should just break these up because that would be and so we did that for probably i think 10 episodes 10 15 episodes so subtract that off of that the, the top of there because those are really part one and part two of the same episode in, in my mind but yeah we realized that that didn't it actually decreased um people listening to the second per- part of it and and it wasn't necessarily tied in so uh we just uh, rolled it back in
0: yeah yeah interesting you know i think from a like from a workload workflow perspective what you do with the grooves is is sometimes really challenging for customers. You know, We have like a professional services arm to, to our business and, and we have customers that come in and say that they wanna do this thing, right? They're gonna go interview someone for 45 minutes, then take and do a 10 minute monologue on it. And we always warn them like, okay, if you're gonna do that, do not leave that chair until you've recorded it right after the interview is over. Because what's gonna happen is you got another thing at 2.30 And you're going to leave and you're going to come back six days later when you have to send the episode to us. And you're not going to remember what you just talked about. Like, have you all, you're smiling, like, have you all run into that? Or have you just have like a process to where
1: you, your co-host keeps you honest and y'all. Just do that while you're at the sitting. We do a process. So we actually don't record right after. We don't do the post-production immediately afterwards. And so we will get the recording. We will get a a transcript of that. We take notes. We have um, our producer research associate who typically listens in and is taking notes as well. And so then what we do is, is we will actually sit down. After the fact, go through the transcript, kind of highlight areas that we want to pull out, set up an outline. So we actually, we're not scripting the grooving session, but we're outlining it. And then we're bringing in. So again, as I talked about, part of it is if there isn't, if we don't get deep into some of the science, or even if we get into the science, um, we might bring in tangential science. So we we will, and again, I'm sounding very technical on here and and, and it's not, but we will often bring in like, oh, this references. You know this paper from 2018, and here's you know that was by these authors. Or we'll bring in some of those pieces, so we'll actually do that research prior to doing the grooving session, so that we have that and we can talk intelligently about that. Uh, So bringing that piece in. So I'm smiling because the amount of it would be so easy. It'd be so nice to be able to just do an interview and stop and like, all you got to do is your intro. And wow, that would be, oh my gosh, that would be so simple. But we are spending hours, you know, in the research part of, of following up on doing the grooving session and then the recording of that. And again, those are 10 to 20 minutes typically. So they're not super long, but that's 10 to 20 minutes that can be, um, you know, the a few hours every time going into that so
0: yeah yeah i think like that's just good i'll say advice slash warning to, to folks who say like hey i want to do this kind of special extra segment after an after an interview it's like we, we say it's just as much work as doing a full interview so like uh it's great it's it's a huge value to the listeners i think but
1: but but it's a it's just a ton of work um so kudos to y'all for <laughs> pulling it off yeah yeah, it's uh, to that point. I would I would echo that it. I, I think there's a huge value in that, but I also that the amount of effort going into that part might not be on par, but pretty pretty close to the interview itself. So you're you're doubling your workload. Yeah, yeah,
0: interesting. I'd like to ask about how the the podcast kind of serves you and Tim professionally. Like like what's the dynamic there with like your your kind of professional life uh like how does the podcast interact or, or kind of serve that?
1: Yeah, so so Tim and I started it actually it was just on a we we didn't even plan to start. It. We were doing a meetup locally here in Minnesota which was we wanted to, Tim had left his job and started a consultancy. I had been having a consultancy. We both were working in behavioral science. So ours is a behavioral design and communication agency. And so we bring in behavioral science all the time and use that as kind of the lens that we approach work from. And we just wanted to build a community within Minneapolis. And so we did one of those meetups second meetup we had a guest that was going to come speak and we're going oh we're going to get 25 people to this and he's a pretty well-known speaker and so in, in the field and i had just done a radio interview tim as a musician so he has all this musical recording equipment and so we came up with this great idea of saying hey let's just record, we'll, we'll have um, our guests come in because there's a monthly meetup, have them come in an hour early, we'll record them you know, before talking about what they're gonna talk about, and then we'll just publish that. And it'll be once a month, it'll be great, easy to do. Easy. Yeah, easy. <laughs> as the, here you are. As, and here we are. <laughs> and the meetup we don't even do anymore. And so, uh, but the concept was building that community. And so the community for us is still really kind of key on this. And so again, the the fact that we I have a podcast. Tim has left his consultancy and is now the the head behavioral scientist at a large bank. But still, by the by having that community, um, we've expanded our reach into who we can tap into. The insights, as you said, just kind of learning from this. I'm am constantly amazed at the insights that we're getting from the the interviews. That you know it. Directly applies to the work that we're doing with our clients, and so I can take what we heard on Friday and Monday. We're applying some of those insights into some of the work that we do, and the the context and the the other pieces. You know, we've gotten connections, and some of that has led to work. You know, we'd like more of that. It 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 isn't a sure thing, but it definitely has led to work. But it it's led to increased. Kind of exposure, increased um, kind of feelings of of, uh, expertise that we have and that we can bring to to the table. Yeah, yeah, interesting.
0: What advice would you give folks? Because I think a lot of people are in in a similar boat to you, right? They have uh, like an agency or consultancy, they're professionals, they have a podcast or wanted to get a podcast, but I think a lot of folks are still kind of like scared about, like, hey, how will I be perceived in my space if I start a podcast and I'm talking outside of work about. know professional things like what advice would you give someone in a in a similar position to where you were like hey I want to start this thing I want it to have an impact on my business but I don't want to sell out I don't want to seem like I'm selling something and and like just offer value and hopefully like things things come back to us
1: yeah and I think to to the the latter part is really important because I think for most listeners if they if they feel like you're trying to sell them it's it it kind of isn't going to be as, as impactful. It's a, your your podcast is going to not be as successful. So with that, for the people who are doing it is, is one, just make sure that you have some passion around it. If, if, If this is a project management, uh, you know, if it's around law, if it's around whatever it is, just make sure you have passion around it and you're not trying to do it because, oh, if I do this, I will get more sales or uh, I'll be perceived as an expert. You need to really have that that curiosity and that idea, particularly if it's going to be an interview style one where you're talking with people and then just give it time again, I think the biggest and you probably have better, you know, stats on this, but the amount of people who start and then don't continue. um, Part of it is you realize, oh, this isn't as easy as just recording an hour long thing. And then it's gone. (laughs) No, it's, it's a lot more in in a lot more goes into it than that. So, but that it's that long-term and you start to build up and keep those open up the, the channels to your listeners. and and have those conversations because some of those conversations we have had people you know over the years where we're continuing different conversations and eventually sometimes that leads into hey i have this you know uh, I just talking to a friend and they have this this issue and all of a sudden you can get some business from it if that is indeed what you're trying to do that would be my my recommendations yeah i think that's great advice
0: cool place to wrap it up for me Kurt Nelson of Behavioral Grooves, where can folks check
1: out kind of more about you and the podcast, behavioralgrooves.com? Behavioralgrooves.com. We are on Twitter at Behavioral Groove without the E or the S. Um, They had to truncate that. Uh, So we're out there as well. Yeah. And uh, any of the traditional podcasts, places where you listen, it just, you know, we're, we're up there. So awesome. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of The Limelight. If you're enjoying this show, check out our other podcasts we have in the Castos Originals Network at castos.com podcasts. We'll see you next week.